Hello, and broadcasting from the beautiful central coast of California, it's the Dr. Death Danger Radio Show! Ho, 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 listeners. Welcome back to the Doctor That Danger radio show. It's Christmas, baby. What up? Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Edward. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and everything else. Yep, this is James with the shitty ho, 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 ho intro. Ho, ho, ho. And we're back today to review a movie that isn't a Christmas movie, movie, but fuck it. We'll just say it is. <laughs> we're here to review The Last Dragon. Last Dragon. And shockingly, while looking on Spotify, no one else with a podcast has reviewed this movie. So we're oh, the first. Fuck yeah, first movie. Popping that Last Dragon cherry. Yo, but before we start, Let's get some Christmas cheer. And yeah. by Christmas cheer, give me my fucking gifts, Edward. Okay. <laughs> now, you said you had me two or one? Oh, no. I... I. You had one, but then you said you had to wait for it to, like... Then no, the no, other. no. I said I already had some stuff, but I was, but I had one big thing and then another one. I have a shitload of shit for you. Because, listeners, little, back, hey, little background, every, pretty much every year since we've known, more or less since we've known each other, James has always got me something on my birthday and Christmas. So, And usually anything I get him I just feel like isn't as cool, or sometimes I just forget. I'm like, oh, I'll get you next year. So I'm like, this year, financially, I'm in a place where I can really pay back on that. So I got James a shitload of shit. Here Yay! we go. Oh, Stokesies. Stokesies. Okay. <laughs> Let's oh. start off. Yeah. Oh, fuck yes. All right. All right. Oh, shit. Oh, you got me your old phone? No. So baller. Okay. No, just hold on. Oh, Christmas cheer. Oh, Christmas cheer. I'm going to find a Christmas song to get me all stoked. Christmas Gift number one. Yo. A Pusheen calendar. Your boy James is a huge Pusheen mark, thanks to oh. his girl, to his lovely lady. Yeah, because fucking Pusheen cats like the best thing. So, fuck yeah, suck it, Karen. Oh, but that's not all. My girlfriend's named Karen with that, a C. That and this next gift Woo. go hand in hand. Oh, yo, I got my own Pusheen squish. Yeah, no dude. way. <laughs> Did you just give me Pusheen swag? No, no, no. That's the only. That's the only thing. Originally, that was those. That was the only. Those were the gifts. But then I'm like, no, I need to go higher, <laughs> faster, harder, whatever. Well, we got the Pusheen cat of the rehearsal space. So fucking baller. <laughs> this next one. This next one goes out to our high school days. Ooh. I have a book 
Rust in Peace, the inside story of Megadeth's masterpiece by Dave with Dave Mustaine with Joel Selvin, New York Times best-selling author <laughs> of Mustaine. I read that all the way. Forward by Slash. By Slash. Advanced praise for Rust in Peace. You cannot discuss heavy metal without mentioning Dave Mustaine and Megadeth. Rust in Peace is a must-read for metal fans. Herein lies their story, Glory, Destruction, and Redemption by Alice Cooper. <laughs> Should I read all this? Uh, well, you can, or just say who left comments. That was Alice Cooper. I have a, tr- oh, I have a tremendous amount of respect for Dave Mustaine. Dave always stayed true to himself. Fuck. And that- <laughs> why I went Lars Ulrich has never been interested in chasing musical trends. If you ask me, which that last day was kind of bullshit, but yeah. if you ask me, that's been the key to making that success and longevity in the business. Ozzy Osbourne. Rust in Peace is probably the greatest Megadeth recording ever. Great lineup, great songs, and great sound. I admire Dave's style to this day. He really plays his ass off on this. Kerry King of fucking Slayer! Slayer! Slayer fans are cringe. (laughs) Rust in Peace is an album that means so much to so many. It's worthy of this book, solely dedicated to it. And now I can't wait for the movie. What? What? Scott Ian, what are you on? Wait, is there going to be a Rust in Peace movie? I don't know. All right, we'll see if I can get weird like this guy. Oh, Um, yeah, I'm trying to get European. Oh, the drug-filled mayhem, the riots, the bitch, the triumphs, (laughs) and the tragedies. I sound like Count Dracula, no holds barred. (laughs) I've already considered myself a knowledgeable Megadeth aficionado, but I cannot put this book down. Mike Ammon of Arch Enemy. Michael Ammon of Arch Enemy. Yeah. Which I think he also played on Heartwork with Carcass. So. Yes. And then this, an amazing Frank look behind the scenes of making one of the greatest albums in heavy metal history. Brian Siegel, chairman slash CEO of Metal Blade Records. Baller. Yeah, dude. Uh, let we me did, get... they, they didn't give us any signed editions of that. All right. Um, I don't know if you got like, is that it for me? That's my... half of it. All right, I need to give you your gift since okay. you made it your half. All right, so I got you something, which I was thinking about getting both you and Dylan this, but basically I got you this because I'm sitting here like, all right, this is like, oh, this is also might seem like a slap in the face, but one of the things that like you could improve musically is your guitar tone, and by guitar tone, you need to improve your playing. That's the root mm. of any great tone. So I'm sitting there, I was like, all right, what does this fucker do that, like, you could get him, like, a book or, like, whatever, but you need something to help this guy, like, actually be engaging. And what does Devoy like to do? He likes to play video games. So I got you. Parappa the Rappa? Rocksmith. Oh, holy shit. Rocksmith? Yeah, you basically plug in a real guitar, and they, like, have exercises in the yeah, game. Yeah, 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 I heard about this. And basically, yeah. So basically... Video games that help you te- help helps you learn guitar. Yeah, look at the songs on here. Walk this way. No more, Mister Nice Basically Guy. Basically everything that lo- that was on like Guitar Hero. Backcountry Stone by Alice in Chains. That was a new song when this came out. Blood and Thunder. Oh, holy shit. Yeah, all these songs that you that it will teach you to play <gasps> round guitar. Round and round. Yeah, you can go learn round and round. Oh, dude, I want to learn round and round and piss off my mom. I'm just saying, it's basically, I guess it's like a way where, it, like, literally you plug in an actual guitar, it makes you tune prior to each song, and basically, you can also do it with bass and stuff, too. I've seen some, like, fucking YouTubers and stuff play it, but I'm sitting there, like, alright, 
to you to actually improve your guitar playing, hopefully this video game will help you on that journey. I always wanted to try like, Rocksmith, but I, you know, you needed a real guitar. And when I got one, I was just like, I don't know if I'd be able to make it work, but holy hell. Well, you, it's your problem now. <laughs> you got the cable and everything in there. You got all the songs and basically you could sit there. I'm sure there's easy modes to get you started, but yeah. hopefully how much dedication you put in the video games, this will help tighten up your guitar playing. Yeah, sure. Sweet. Thanks. I'll come in. I'll come in handy. Yeah, I know. Okay. All right, back to me. How much more swag do I okay, get? Okay, this next thing I w I didn't even mean to get you, but I got a text from my buddy said that said, "Yo, this just came into work. You got you want this?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" I'm like, "Should I keep this for me, or should I give it to him, or should I let him borrow it?" I'm like, "Fuck it. Here you go." <laughs> Another book, Young Bucks killing the business. Well, wow, I need. But to wait, but wait. Notice that sticker right there. Signed edition. Yeah, Ooh. bro. That's Matt and, <laughs> Matt and Nick. I wasn't. Even... Oh, it's signed in the front. Signed in the front, and they show you all their moves. Yeah. <laughs> Indie Taker, Melser Driver, Crotch Chop, <laughs> Shooting Star Press, bruh. How to Too Sweet, The Young Bucks Pose, Super Kick, More Bang for Your Buck. And awesome pictures. Let's look at this. There's the picture with their pops. There's friggin' Uncle Dave and friggin' yeah. Masa and Fat Masa. That's them with their kids. All this stuff. Yeah, I know. Oh, fuck. Yeah. It's AJ Styles sure right there. Yeah, I know. It's like kids and kidney. Here's them as the youngsters and like. I'm just I'm trying to find Super Dragon. Where the fuck Super Dragon? <laughs> yeah, no, there's a story in here where they supposedly got heat with Super Dragon. So that sounds Super. like funny shit. What happened with Super Dragon? I don't know. I gotta read the book to find out. <laughs> there's a lot of fucking cool shit. Okay, how many books did you get me? No, no, that's it. That's it. All this right. next part. Well, I got two killer books to just chill and read. This next part is the part I was looking forward to the most. Oh. The next, I'm gonna give these oh. next two things. Yes. Sorry, sorry, listeners. I accidentally clicked off because I wanted to like <laughs> move the mouse around. Hopefully, I don't click off again. Woo! All right. Yeah. So these next back two to things, giving me gifts. Yeah. The, these next two things I was yes. excited for the most. They one of the things almost didn't get here, but it did, and I was happy. I was so stoked. I almost wanted to do the gift exchange last week. I was so excited. Okay. You know how some folks will get people vinyls? Yes. Collectible vinyls? Yeah, yes. well, fuck that. Check this out. Collectible cassettes. Oh, shit. More swag for the car. <laughs> I got Napalm Death cassettes. Word. What yeah, up? bro. Scum is, and enslavement. Is this off Discogs? I... No, bro. I went old school. eBay. Ah, eBay works too, but ballin'. Yeah, dude. Fuck, dude. You're like praying me so much shit. I feel like I'm gonna have to step up my game next year. No, this was like, this was like, I wanted to do this. Dude, this Napalm and Death enslavement looks so well. Obviously, it's like they, they came from two different yeah, dudes. Yeah, I'm like just tripping out. I'm like, well, this one hasn't been cracked open. That Scum's one has been, been cracked open. But yeah, fucking. that one's a little more worn. But that was like the only one that they that I could find. But I figured enslavement's your favorite one of those two. So I thought, you know, the enslaved one looking eh, pristine. They go, is they cool. go back and forth. Yeah, they're they cool. both rule. They're both so good. They both rule. But yeah, bro, Merry oh. fucking Christmas. All right, anything else? No, that's that? all of it. All right, unless you want the Barnes and Nobles bag, I kept everything. It might be in. helpful to keep all the shit. In. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. Give me that. There's a receipt in there. 
Just in case. Well, you, you never t you never tell folks what stuff costs. Oh, I can't wait for like my girlfriend to shower me with presents. <laughs> I'm getting a lot. Yeah, this Christmas rules! I get so much cool shit. I got a video. I need to game. read more books. Yeah, I know. I got you a video <laughs> game that helps your guitar playing. Hopefully you use it well. Yeah. I was gonna get it for a good friend Dylan, but then I realized it's the good friend Dylan. I don't like wasting. <laughs> There's a lot of useful don't stuff. Don't like wasting money on 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 our good friend Dylan. Yeah, but the fucking Pusheen, oh Pusheen swag, friggin' oh yeah. I didn't know what you would find the most dope. I was like, ah, oh, is he gonna think the Pusheen stuff's the dopest or the cassettes? Cassettes. Yeah, I thought. <laughs> oh, I'm a fucking cheese ball. Oh man. But yeah, hopefully you get good use of that game. I know there's like silly minion games too that help you like freaking work yourself yeah, all Ubisoft around. Ubisoft made this. I see. Those are the Assassin's Creed guys. Yep. Well, I hope like by the end of next year. Hopefully by the end of like of like 2021, you're writing rest for Wizard, not Dylan. <laughs> hey, I've written a few, just not entire songs. I'm gonna say, it's like, bro. Hopefully that will make you. Hopefully you're playing on expert mode and shredding. <laughs> and by expert mode, because I know there's like a mode where you still play along the notes, but then the super expert mode is you're just playing the song. Oh shit. Well, fuck. <laughs> uh, we'll see. I'm gonna. I'm crack sure that there's open. easy songs. <laughs> I'm gonna crack easy. that open when I get home. Yeah, and just plug it in and just like go at it. Yeah, dude. All right. All right. Well. That was the GIF exchange. Now then, time to talk about The Last Dragon. To switch gears entirely. Yes. Oh, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, yeah. Did you ever listen to, uh, did you ever listen to Slipknot's first album? Yeah. I was going to say that for the end of the podcast. Okay, cool. But, but yeah. yes, I did listen to the whole first album. And I will give you my, like, I will give you my review at the end of the podcast. Okay. So for right now, let's kick this shit in the gear. What are you? What are you doing? I don't know. What are you doing? I press something. Nothing. You're just getting silence. Oh, okay. Oh hell yeah. All right. All right, listeners, are you ready? As I pull up my notes. Oh yeah. Hopefully you can hear this. And it takes me forever to gut the goddamn notes up. Do 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 do. All right. So we're here. The Last Dragon came out in 1985, I think. And like yes. the one thing I saw in the credits is Motown. Motown Re Records. Yep. That's gonna play in a part in the review. Yes. And with this song that starts off the movie, we see our main character as he's just kind of doing katas and calisthenics for the opening credits. Yes, this is our main protagonist, uh, Leroy Green. Thank God, I thought you were going to say Bruce Leroy the whole entire time. No, not the whole entire time. Like, he's only called that once, spoiler alert, but basically... Bruce Leroy! Which, we haven't learned his name yet, but now we see our main yes. character. He's smacking, like, one of those, like, boxing balls, just practicing mm -hmm. his punches. And then we see this elderly Asian man shoot an arrow at him, and he smashes the arrow. And he then just start turns around and, whatcha? Yeah, and then friggin' starts working on the Wing Chun dummy. The that's what that's called. Yeah, and then basically, yeah, with the wood, with the wood like, with friggin' the, limbs the blocks, and everything. With the limbs, yeah. So, yeah, basically, he starts working on that. His master shoots another arrow. He smashes that arrow. Then he starts, like, friggin' working on, like, a physical dummy and stuff. He, like, his master shoots an arrow, but he catches this arrow, which I guess has significance because the arrows 
as we see in the shots, each have red tape, but this one has blue tape. And the master asks him, he said, how did you know that was the blue one? And he says, and, uh, <coughs> excuse me, Lee, uh, Bruce, ah, fuck, Leroy basically, basically says, I don't know. And so his master then reaches forward. And, and rips off like his do- his dojo's patch or whatever. Yeah, some off. dojo patch off his thing, and then he drops down on the ground. He's like, "I'm so sorry, master." And then like, but then the master's like, "Dude, this isn't a punishment. This is a celebration." You've been to the movies again, I see. Yeah. <laughs> and basically, he, the, his master tells him like, "Hey, you've gone to the point where you're now like knowing without knowing." And basically, I can't teach you anymore. You're your own master now. He said, "Yes." He says, uh, "You're ready to ascend." to the final level and <coughs> excuse me um sorry my nose got away from me yeah so he's touched the final level he said um they talk about the glow and that uh it's this it's it's at the last level leroy's body would like be covered in a glow it's uh the last dragon right that's what it's called when martial artists read this level they concentrate mystical energy in their hands and glow and shit, and it's cool. He says, a cycle's now complete. Now there's an emptiness. You must take this journey alone. Yeah, and- throughout all this training, which he like shows this graph, where it's like, once you reach this highest level, and once you're past it, you basically are a whole new beginning. Basically, he says, you're on your own master now. Yes. Time for you to go out in life and learn and appreciate and basically do things. And he says, like... Well, I'm not ready. I don't know what I'm supposed yeah. to do. It's like, well, that's a you problem, guy. Get out of my dojo. <laughs> the master does tell him that if he must need a master so bad, he needs to meet a man named Some Dumb Goy. Some Dumb Goy. Which sounds like either Some Dumb Guy or Some Dumb Goy, which is a Jewish word for non-Jewish people, like muggles. Yeah. So basically, we're just going to say he's got to meet Some Dumb Guy. Yeah. And basically, and he ma- gives him an amulet that yeah. says it was Bruce Lee's. Bruce Lee. He says he can help Leroy unlock the power of the glow. Well, so our main man, Leroy, Leroy Green, leaves the Bayside Dojo and basically begins his journey. And now we're at a movie theater. And, yeah. Enter, and Enter the Dragon is playing. And this is the most rambunctious crowd. Oh, my God. This was fucking funny. I love how when they're in the theater, they're watching this movie, right? And, like, there was, like, this funky song playing as he's walking through the city and stuff. And he gets there. And, like you said, this crowd is crazy. It's it's the scene specifically during the tournament where, um, where Lee fights O'Hara. And, yeah, the crowd's, like, making noise and stuff. But then out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, we got a break dancer with a boombox. This bro brings up the boombox. Box. And it's during the like really intense scene where again beating the shadow of a heart and like Bruce Lee on screen jumps into the air as some other dude does in the theater and right as he you know crushes O'Hara's neck or whatever the dude breaks the radio he breaks the boom box the, the boom box yeah and there's and then they show a Jamaican Come guy on, just you know smoking. what a boom box is I know what a boom box is what are you Gen Z over here no dude no I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm like our friend Marissa where we're the same age but all of a sudden I have a kid and don't know what Pokemon is yeah Come on. Also, there was a Jamaican guy just smoking weed in the theater laughing. That was cool. I presume this is what mid-80s New York is like. <laughs> at, a, at Like a freaking just chilling budget movie theater. Yeah, bro. They're in Harlem. A freaking dollar movie oh, dude, theater. Oh, dude, you see? There was dude with like alcohol bottles and paper bags. They were smoking. And just chilling <laughs> watching Enter the Dragon. Yeah, dude. And then now we meet an entourage of peeps. Oh, my God, And yes. now, say it with me. Am I the meanest? Show enough. Am I the prettiest? Show enough. Am I the baddest mofo around town? 
Show enough. Who am I? Show enough. That's right. I am show enough. The, the Shogun of Harlem. Show enough. So it means show enough. He's a great villain. He's one of my favorites. Every second he's in this movie is amazing. Basically, we meet Show Enough, and watching this movie, he's definitely one of the shining stars of this movie. Show Enough is, for anyone that hasn't seen this movie, Show Enough is a big, scary black man. He's just tall. With giant hair that's bigger. His hair is bigger than my gut. Okay, he's not that bad. His hair is protruding, and he's wearing, like, football shoulder pads that's trying to make him look like, well, I say he's a wearing samurai. Some, he's he, wearing some crazy gear. Yeah. Homeboy's I'm just gonna looking say like his, a Saiyan. I'm just going to say, Shonuff has got mad drip for being a final <laughs> boss character. Oh, he is so the final boss. And, yeah, he's got some crazy shutter shades, and then basically some kid or someone calls out Shonuff, and he just, like, says, like, Basically, Bruce Leroy could beat you. And he's, he's like, like, Bruce Leroy? Bruce Leroy! <laughs> and then we see, like, our boy Lilo, Leroy Green be just chilling. <coughs> and Eating sh- popcorn. And then Show Enough just comes up and he's trying to roast him. Yeah, he's like, I am sick and tired of these bullshit Superman stories of what's up? Legend, wh- legendary Bruce Leroy catching bullets with his teeth. N-word, please. <laughs> he only says that one more time in the movie, but bro, you've never heard the N-bomb sound more menacing than when six-foot-tall show Nuff is saying it. It's so great. So, Leroy Green, he does haikus. Leroy is also eating the popcorn with chopsticks. Yes. <laughs> and show enough, then he wants to fight Leroy because after all these mythical tales, he's like, he has to show he is the baddest of all of Harlem. Show enough calls Leroy a skinny lizard and says he's giving Kung Fu a bad name. And then someone calls out Show to like tell him to shut up. They're trying to watch the movie. And then yeah. Show starts whooping ass on a bunch of people in the crowd. This is so great. The two dudes that call him out are these two like thick boy Guido looking mofos up in the balconies. And then he's like, and there's like sit down and shut up, and he's like, yeah, he's sit like, down what? And shut up. And shut up's basically like, fuck you, make me. So then one oh, guy, yeah, make me. So then thick bo- a thick boy rushes him, and then he grabs him and slams his face into the stage. I'm pointing this out specifically because a very obvious trans woman stands up and says, "Don't hurt his face." Yo, don't hurt his face. Just like that. But then Shonuff turns around, looks at her, and goes. Yeah! And then keeps slamming his face into the floor. Lori's like, peace out, fuckers. And yeah, show- literally, you're, yo, I don't know if you got water over there, but drink every time I say this. What? So, so, Leroy, so Leroy bounces out. <laughs> Leroy does a lot of exiting. Yeah, as like showing up just beating people's asses, but he wasn't able to yes. fight Leroy. So now we meet this balding geek and the Cindy Lauper like <laughs> freaking dollar store looking chick this and a piranha tank and some ball and the ball geek his name is eddie Eddie arcadian yeah and he's trying to make this chick angela a star and stuff and then we meet then we meet rock rock 
of some fail some like dude that supposedly back like the little backstory get like was some dude that he was trying to make a prize heavyweight f boxer but he kind of failed at it so he's just now like his goon and this angela gimmick her whole thing is is that she's supposed to like obviously they're trying to like emulate the whole sydney lopper madonna thing but the idea is is that she's really bad at it because yes they make her look a little old and frumpy and her voice as we'll see later isn't that good isn't the best but now yes. we're at a studio that i think we eventually learn is seventh heaven seventh heaven and basically it's a studio for a show where like we get a freaking like video dj that plays like music videos and we got a lot of peeps dancing on the dance floor this is laura this show's run by laura charles played by vanity y'all may remember her for dating prince then nikki six and getting them both addicted to cocaine Nice, Vanity. Nice. <laughs> and now we have, like, some Punisher. By the way, I just called her Vanity in my notes. Yeah, her name's Laura in the movie. <laughs> it's Laura, but it's, it's fucking, it's Vanity. She sings, it, it's Vanity. So, yeah, every time I say Laura, he says Vanity, it's the same person. Same so person. we got some Punisher trying to, like, get at Vanity slash Laura to play a music video and then, like, states that, like, this Eddie Arcadian dude that wants the video is a sketchy dude. He has yes. some serious business, but Laura's like... Dude, I'm like booked like four weeks straight. <laughs> yeah. It's like I don't have like room to play the video. He's just gonna have to like he just that guy he just that guy's just gonna have to kick rocks. Fun fact. And then Laura's oh. entrance song or vanities. Oh my god. It's pretty fucking horrible. Now listen, I, I it's not that great. She I think she has a nice voice, but I wanted to see because No, her voice fucking sucks ass. Yeah, so this is kinda, the song. The song's kind of catchy. No. Wait till she starts singing. No, I... <laughs> but yes. Friggin... She's, like, now coming in as she's singing her song about the studio. It's like, dude, there's no proper presence, and this song is horrible. So, yeah. Laura just comes in, Laura slash Vanity is singing this song, and I'm sitting here like, dude, it's pretty horrible, but Vanity is a babe, yes. so I will pass this offense very little by. Let me tell you, this is not her, her best. I wanted to see, I knew who she was, but I never like really listened to her music, so I'm like, huh. Is so there even I, much? You go on Spotify, it's like a bunch of different artists on the Vanity She page. only She only has three records recorded under one under Vanity 6, which I'll explain a little later, and two as a solo artist. I listened to her first album. I don't know how much this is... I don't know how much is this going to mean to you, but her first album is better than this. I hope the guy. The first half's pretty. It, I, I'm getting this thing where it's like she is like a, more legit than she comes off in this movie, yes. and her character is like I don't know who this is, <laughs> but this seems like this person is with nowhere. For about three to five but years, you're telling me she, she was got a big. Yeah. For about three to five years, she was considered a big deal. Yeah, and got dudes on coke. Yeah, <laughs> so. So yeah, back we, at Eddie's lair. I was scared. Eddie gets the news that the video that the video for Angela Angela's music video is not going to be played on Seventh Heaven. Yes. So he gets pissed. So back to Laura singing, and I wrote down, "What the fuck is the song? <laughs> we don't burn angels and fire." And I'm like, "What?" And then some geek kid claims he calls dibs on Laura slash Vanity. Yeah, that. Yeah, this is Richie. Yes. We find later that this is Leroy's brother, but he, but Richie's kind of a little shit and debatably racist. <laughs> 
Eh, who cares? He makes a lot of comments to, to Leroy about stuff. And uh, hey, here's a fun fact for you. You know that blonde dude that was telling Vanity to uh, to play that video? Otherwise, yeah, that Eddie, geek. Yeah, that's William H Macy. Oh god, who the hell's William H Macy? No, he's he's an actor. He's been in a lot of uh, he's been in a lot of stuff. Is he like a main actor, or is he just like doing like side shit? No, he's been main in some other things. I'm sure you've seen a movie or two he's in. Uh, I, what? You, you'd recognize him if you saw him now. I'm sure. Maybe I don't know. I gotta see his list of movies. It's like when you told me about Katie Sackoff when oh, we were yeah. reviewing like in Halloween Resurrection, and I'm just like, sure, whatever. But then I'm like sitting there like realizing, wait a minute, I know. <laughs> it's like. I'm like, well, you told me about Star Galactica and all this stuff, and I'm like, there's I no told relevance. you about the Star Wars one. Yeah, but I'm like, but that I was like, there's a many faces I couldn't put it, but like she yes. was a voice character and she showed up in the Mandalorian. I'm like, oh shit, yes. no way. Okay, she was Bo-Katan. Okay, now I'm like <laughs> that. That's legit. So yeah, Laura slash Vanity exits a building and basically she's barraged by all these fans wanting her autograph and stuff. And then Leroy's like walking by and they see each other and they make eye contact for a while. For a while There's a slow, sweet, tender music. Like there's this crazy crowd. She's getting in her limousine and whatever. And there's like a soft like... Dun, 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 dun. They're like just eye contact for like... 30 solid seconds. Or at least the video editings try to like establish, hey, there might be it's a romantic con- there might be a romantic connection, but literally she's a star and Leroy is just this weird geek in a friggin' like Chinese <laughs> martial arts costume like outfit just yes. walking the streets. So whatever, she gets in her limo and gets hijacked and basically goons try to do things, but try to do things, but Leroy appears and starts whooping all their asses. Yes. It's pretty, it's the first real fight in the movie, and it's nothing spectacular, but it's fun. You know, um, You know when Leroy hits people, you kind of feel the impact, because the guy that plays him time acts like a legit martial artist. I'm sure you probably Googled him or something, but he's like a legit, like, well-accomplished martial artist. So he, and he's been a stunt coordinator in Hollywood ever since this movie, so he knows what he's doing. Hopefully, but. Yes. Yeah, so Leroy, so yeah, he whoops all these goons' asses. There's nothing I'm going to go really specifics, but then he, like, starts talking to Laura slash Vanity. They talk ish, ish, and but then basically, because I think he's trying to help her like collect her shit that got dropped. Yeah, but she said she could do it, and then like he calls a taxi, and then basically pulls a Batman and just stealth yeah, buys. Yeah, like Leroy, or as I put it, Leroy bounces out. <laughs> Leroy bounces out. Yes, Leroy exits number two. Yeah, so Laura gets into a taxi. I hope you people are drinking over there. So back at Eddie's lair, Angela wonders where Laura is, and Eddie's getting mad because he's like. What about my what about my goons? Why didn't they get this chick? I feel bad for Angie because she because he wanted to take he wanted to get Vandy take her to dinner dinner and then like you know try to get her to play the video and then Angie's like and he's like when are we gonna go? I'm hungry and he and he fucking tells her he's like he's like uh, shut up. Don't bother me. Fix your face. He's so evil. Yeah. So then Leroy is like comes back to the scene because he finds out that he lost Bruce Lee's amulet and he needs that so he can meet some dumb guy. So friggin'. <laughs> but now back at the lair of Ed, goons appear and they said they failed because they were attacked by a gang of like black dudes. Yes. That's basically what they said. Yes. So Leroy, so now. We find out Leroy has a dojo, and it's just full of young kids and stuff. So I'm sitting there like, so he had a master, but he has a dojo. 
Okay. I think sometimes that I, I didn't really realize this till I'd watched. It's been the first time in a long time. I think the idea is some time has passed between him leaving his master and then show enough showing up at the theater. I think. Really? It seems pretty like straightforward. Well. It's like, it seems like stuff are happening in days, not in like months or years. Well, not years, obviously. Whatever. But yeah. I'm just going to pretend. By the way, he's also wearing Bruce Lee's outfit from uh, Game of Death. Yeah, the yellow tracksuit. Yes. Because, I don't know, Last Dragon, I have a feeling this movie kind of worships Bruce Lee in some sort of way. Oh, the Bruce Lee, the Bruce Lee dick sucking scene is coming up later. Whatever. So Leroy has a dojo full of young kids and we meet Johnny and he's just a total geek. Oh my God. And tries to show Johnny. off a technique. It's like, you tell me to like not try to like avoid conflict so i have a technique to try to scare off my opponent where he does like a bunch of like hoo-ha yelling and kung fu moves oh no you missed that it's a callback to enter the dragon he's like you know how you're trying to always tell us the art of fighting without fighting which is a line from that movie and he's like well i mastered the art of fighting without knowing how to fight he says something like people are scared of oriental dudes all you do is give them a little move and and you know scream an attitude and they back off and it's the funniest thing because he's going like but then like the black dude he's sparring with just fucking kicks him in the face <laughs> he goes down like a sack of bricks geek <laughs> yeah so basically we establish that johnny is a geek he's the geek of the week and then shonaf appears oh yeah he appears in the, the dojo and basically he wants to fight leroy but leroy refuses to fight show so show has his like girls in his entourage start roasting leroy and, like, they smack Leroy, and Leroy almost engages in combat, but he doesn't. And Sho then starts harassing Johnny, because Johnny tried to, like, come in and do his, like, shit, but then, like, friggin' Yeah. Starts, like, Johnny starts getting his ass whooped, and, and then, then basically... Shonuff says the greatest line in the movie, maybe. He... Because <laughs> uh, right after the girls try to antagonize him, uh, Bruce Leroy's about to attack but he calms down and he just bows and, he, and then show enough fuck it says yeah coolie kiss my converse and i just wrote down this show enough makes leroy kiss his freaking chucks <laughs> but then right as like leroy's about to like kiss his chucks leroy just i mean freaking show just kicks him in the face and then drink everyone show bounces out <laughs> I love that fucking... Kiss my converse. I'm like... Kiss my... And then, like... Dude, like... Show... Like, Show Enough is, like, one of the best characters. Because here's the thing I haven't said. Brute... Our man, Leroy Green, our main character... He's kind of a geek! Yes, and the and as you can assume, his uh, actor. This is his first acting role. I think, oh shit, really? I couldn't tell. <laughs> I think it actually because Leroy as a character is a socially awkward guy, so I think there's a charm to it that works. But then you've got fucking showing up and Eddie Arcady and just showing up and just they don't just chew the scenery; they're fucking shoving the whole shot in their mouth, and it's just so great. And here's the thing: their acting isn't like some Oscar worthy no, something. They're just literally being. Being fun, but they're hammy, being fun, yes. Yeah, being fun, hammy B movie freaking like villains. It's like the it's, it's like, like wacky, the picture perfect stuff. Like they're cartoon characters in real they're life. Cartoon characters, but yeah. like they're like playing their part very fun and well. Yes, I mean, don't get me like Leroy's just an awkward geek. Yes, which granted, who's is able his, to whip ass? Which granted is his character, but like, 
Bro, how do you just not love the villains in this movie? They're so great. Whatever. So we meet Leroy's family, and basically Leroy's up on the roof doing katas and stuff. Yeah. And then Richie is just ho- is just like hanging out, munching breakfast with the family, and he's hoping to win a date with Laura since there's a contest yes. for the Seven Heaven. So where you can win a date Leroy, with Laura slash Vanity. Leroy and Richie's dad are living his best life. He owns a pizza shop. Yeah, I know. It's pretty fucking baller. Like, yes. yeah, it's New York and there's assholes of pizza shops, but Homeboy owns a pizza shop. That's, That's pretty baller. That's sick. Yeah, and Harlem and things and stuff. Leroy, so, yeah. like, sees Vanity on the TV. And he it, goes, like, that's her. Her. I must see her. And then Richie says some. It's her. And, I must see her. And then that's how he said it, people. And then Richie basically is just like, no. But then they, like, cut away it's to like, the no, pizza no, that's plate. my girl. Yeah. And then, like. I call it, like, this kid's, like, nine. And he's, like, <laughs> already trying to claim an adult woman. Yeah. And, by the way, so they cut to the pizza shop where they're, like, getting ready to open for the day. And Leroy's still asking Richie to take him to see her. And then he said something like, said something like, Leroy, you wouldn't even know where to put it if you... Or he, he's basically saying you wouldn't even know what to do or where to put it. And then he, like, leans on the counter and he goes, it really hurts if you do it wrong. And I'm like you. I'm like, you're fucking nine. <laughs> yeah, so this kid's trying to tell, like, Leroy what the birds and the bees are. But, like, Leroy's like, dude, I lost my thing to meet some dumb guy, the, like, Supermaster, <laughs> to, like, continue his journey. He's got other things. And his brother, his, like, nine-year-old brother is just thinking of trying to pork vanity. Slash to be Laura. fair, that was probably a lot of nine-year-old boys back I'm then. sure it is. <laughs> I'm, sure that, I'm sure there's a there's babe so- out there and to this day that nine-year-old geeks want to friggin be romantically involved billy eilish bro i'll tell you oh god really i'll tell you right now the clips for last dragon on youtube and and stuff um and are you sure that's nine-year-old geeks no not for nine-year-old 28 old 28 year old geeks like bone steel no i'm just who like live in their friggin room all day i'm just telling trying to make (laughs) trying to make stardom through tiktok i'm just telling you that uh unlike the youtube clips for last dragon and then also on the thing for vanity solo album Vanity had a lot of simps. Not simps, that's wrong. She had a lot of fans. No, they're simps, don't lie. Okay, she had a lot of simps. Uh, so yeah, um, so the then fuck? Ri- oh yeah, right. So yeah, after- Richie takes him to the studio now. Yeah, and basically they go to the su- studio and like basically they try to go to the front door, but then Richie's like, oh no no, I gotta weigh in. And it's like what? We're not going to pay in. God. This guy sucks. Whatever. They like go to the back door, but Richie just basically ditches his brother, and his brother just kind of sits outside, and Laura like bounces out, like out of the back door, and then basically Laura's like trying to talk to like this freaking like what like this audio technician, whatever, just like freaking like technician. I don't know video or whatever, but basically she gets kidnapped again. Yeah, that was Rock in disguise. Yeah, it's Rock, and he kidnaps Laura. In a production truck, and then basically they bounce out, and Leroy runs after her. Yeah. So now, at Eddie's lair... We... Okay, listen. Yeah, so drink every time I say someone bounces out, or I say they go to Eddie's lair. Okay, so listen. After this, we cut to Eddie's lair, and we see one of the greatest, most bestest, amazing music videos... To ever come out of the 1980s. Fuck Madonna and Lopper, all right. Fucking Eddie shows Vanity, Angela's music video, Dirty Books, and it's fantastic. I don't know how to accurately describe it to people. All I'll tell you is... Wait, are you fucking... Wait, I'm having a hard time if you're, like, being sarcastic or not. No, it's it's bad, but it's, like, meant to be bad on purpose. It's meant to be bad on purpose. Here's the thing. It's meant to be bad on purpose... 
But it's better than Vanity Song. Yes, this is better than Vanity Song in the movie. And Vanity is supposed to be the babyface star. I'm like, seriously, like, dude, Angela's music's way better than yours. Dirty books. I found them. I found them. Dirty books. So, yeah. So, basically, they're watching Angela's music video. Laura's just in disgust. And then Eddie asks if Laura's going to play the video. She's like, fuck no. He's like, no. I'm not going to play this video. And then Eddie's like sitting there. He's like, he is like he's not stoked now. He's like, well... You're going to play this video. And then basically, Leroy appears and starts whipping ass. Yeah. Ba- yeah. Eddie basically is like, oh, so you so you have chosen death. But then Leroy, dressed as a ninja, busts through the door. A ninja. A ninja. Busts through the door and starts, like you said, whooping ass. And he grabs Eddie after he's kicked all their ass. And he's like, do not come for her ever again. He, I forget what he says like, exactly. Do not come for her ever again. And then he's like, what? What are you going to do? And he was about to dunk his face in the piranha tank, but he doesn't realize his piranha tank. He's able to put he, pull out Eddie's face like before they get chomped at. And then basically... And he also rips the mask off of Leroy, so now he knows what he looks like. Yeah. So, ba- seriously, what a fucking geek. He allowed, the, <laughs> he allowed the villain to fucking see his face. There was time for him to catch his hand from doing that. Leroy has faster reflexes than Eddie, so... Yeah, but he's a geek, so we're just gonna, like, allow this. <laughs> yes. So, basically, whatever. Yeah, Eddie acts tough. He gets dunked in the piranha tank, but then, basically, they, like, Ed- basically, Leroy, Vanity slash Laura bounces out, and then Eddie vows death on Leroy. Yes. So, whatever. Leroy, Leroy transports Laura slash Vanity home, and then Leroy asks about the amulet, and then L- Laura says she has it. And basically, she has Leroy just kind of chill and sitting on the couch. And then we have Laura teasing up her hair and stuff. And basically, how do I put this? She's trying—I I guess she's trying to like put the moves or just simping. She's trying. She's trying to mac on Leroy a bit. She's trying to mac on Leroy. She's but he like this it. guy's an awkward geek, so it's like <laughs> this is awkward. But like I can't say. Her chemistry with him's any better. I she's mean, just as awkward. There was some charm to it. Vanny's not like a great actress, but she's not bad. You know, there was, she's there was a, a babe. Certain, well, well. So listen, I, the scene was kind of cute, okay? Because he's like, oh, yes, thank you for getting me my amulet. Oh, and then she's thank like, you for getting my amulet. I could continue my mission now. And she's like, oh, yeah, uh, well, you know, here you go and stuff. She totally wants him. It's, yeah, it's whatever. He, he Then, like, Leroy says a haiku, and then, drink everyone, Leroy bounces out. Leroy fucking, <laughs> I didn't realize how much Leroy just leaves. <laughs> like something's happening and then Leroy just leaves. Whatever. So Leroy's <laughs> walking around Chinatown, what we presume is Chinatown in New York, and we meet these dancing, jive talking Asian geeks. Oh my geeks. god. They throw every like B movie black exploitation slang out there at Leroy. They call him a square. They say the word jive. They- <laughs> no, this guy got no jive. He's just all square. Yeah, yeah. He got no style. And it's it's like- hilarious. They are literally talking like they're black. And I'm sitting it's like, oh, God. It's like, I just want... It's like, you just hope these guys get their ass whipped at some point. Whatever. They roast <laughs> Leroy and basically he's trying to... It's like, I'm here to meet the master. Can you take me to the master? Ah, oh, nah. You got no style. You can't get down. <laughs> all right, we'll all go back in. He's like... He just says like, ah, what do I do now? Well, I put too much and I put too much emotion in going like, ah, what must I do now to meet the master? <laughs> Fuck. So whatever. 
Now we got now basically we get then like a quick shot and we got Shonuff screaming in Leroy's dad's pizza shop. Yeah. Everyone there's chilling. Richie's there with his homies. And then Shonuff and his buddies bust through the door. And they don't even bust through the door. It just cuts the hip, just his face, and then he's just That's starts right, I forgot about the, Yeah, it's just like just like that. He's just in there. Yeah, he's just in there with his fucking with his drip. With his freaking shoulder pads, and then he just pops up the shutter stands like, Who am I? Show so enough. And then, yeah, he's just like, Like, where is Leroy Green? And, and then, then his dad comes like, Well, I'm Leroy Green. What? Something, please. You can imagine it, listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, he's like, I don't think I'd tell you where he was anyway. And well, he's like, was like, oh, you mean Junior? That's right, I mean Junior. Junior. Well, I wouldn't tell you. Where he is anyway. And then Shonuff says, so you have chosen death. And then he and his homies Starts tear the shit out of the pizza place. Yeah. And then Richie's like, try to stand up like, no, you can't be doing that. They just pick up this little nine-year-old kid and just dump him in the dump trash. Dump him in the trash. The best part of the scene is, if for some reason, Angela's music video. Is it Angela's music I video? I thought so. Whatever. There's some annoying music video going on. You see Shonuff just sitting there. He looks at this video with disgust. And he's like... Who played this garbage? And then he turns and he's like, shut up, bitch. And then he kicks it and it explodes. And Leroy's dad's like, that's not even mine. I don't own that. I'm like, isn't Shonuff the best? He's the fucking best. Who's the who's the villain here? Who's the hero? <laughs> Shonuff's my hero right now. He sees the disgusting music Sh- video and he's just like, shut up. Bitch, and then fucking <laughs> smashes it with a fuck. He kicks this. He kicks his Converse right through the screen. It's great, dude. Shonuff's like the greatest. Oh man, <laughs> whatever. And then Leroy finally appears, and then Richie guilts him for not fighting Shonuff. Yeah, he calls, calls him, him a, a coward. Coward. And coward. Then, and, and then Leroy <laughs> gets sad and bounces out. Yeah. Basically, Lero is now at his dojo, and he's punching out, punching away his feelings, and we keep hearing, like, Richie's voice repeating, coward. 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 Yes, and then, we, yeah, freaking Lero is all sweaty, all angsty, all mad, trying to punch away his feelings, but he doesn't know if he wants to fight Shonuff. And then Laura appears. Yeah. And Laura, and then Leroy's just kind of like, he's not in a, he's in a mood and he's not really like wanting any interaction with Laura right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't know if Vandy was high that day, but she's like all smiles and giggles. She's like, <laughs> I could pre- presume the character, but he's like, Leroy's just sitting there being quiet and awkward. And she Laura per- asks, it's like, well, um, you want to be my bodyguard? He's like, what? Yeah. Huh? Bodyguard to guard, you know, to guard my body. And then, I don't know, something along the way, the word master comes up. He's like, I am no master. And I, she's like, I am. No, you're putting too much like, I am no master. <laughs> and then she's like, you look like a master to me. And then Johnny appears. And then he starts marking out. I was like, oh, my God, you're Laura from Seventh Heaven. Oh, my God. No way. Oh what do you do? Oh, you need a bodyguard? I could be your man. Oh, nice to meet you, Johnny. And he's like, oh, my God, I met Laura. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whatever. And Laura bounces out. <laughs> Because, like, freaking Leroy is being weird and awkward. Now we have a job fair of misfit goons. Oh, God, that's right. Yeah, as freaking Eddie's trying to, like, get all these, like, weird, wacky, freaking B-movie freaking misfit goons to, like, fight Leroy. I lost my notes, so give me a second. And then, yeah, Angela's filming a music video. And, yes, the song's really horrible. It's (laughs) something about traffic safety and whatnot. Oh, God. This one was actually bad. Yes. Whatever. So, yeah, after the the job fair of misfit goons and Angela filming music video... 
She starts talking to Eddie, and then Angela figures out, it's like, Eddie, are you just using me for your dreams and aspirations for fame and fortune? And Eddie gets pissed. And then he, like, obviously starts, like, you would be nothing without me. He called, You wouldn't yeah. have any of this. He says you're just a. He said you're just another no talent dentist school dropout from like Crew Gardens, getting by on her tit. And then the camera, but like the camera, zooms into him, and he's like, just getting by. And then he just goes, on her tits, and then she starts to cry, and she says, "Well, you know what, Eddie? In the end, you're just a misguided midget asshole with dreams of ruling the world." Yeah, and yes, from Crew Gardens. And getting by on my tits. And then, yeah. And then and, she leaves. And then, yeah, drink everyone. Angela bounces out. And she, he's like, where do you think you're going? To, to elocution school. Pause. What for? Door slams. Great scene. Whatever. So now we see Shonuff, and he's just beating up some geek in his dojo. And then we see Eddie with a toupee. He's impressed. And Eddie tries to, like, talk to Show and give him money. But then Show just sits there like, I don't want your money. I just want, just give me the time and place. Just bring me Leroy. You you get him to the designated place at the designated time. And I will designate his ass for dismemberment. Show <laughs> Nuff is the best. He's the best. Best. He's the best thing. Oh god, Leroy's such a geek. I want a show enough prequel. <laughs> oh, no. How did show enough became show enough? Uh, <laughs> Whatever. So yeah, Leroy appears at Laura's pad. Or at least he tries to go outside where Laura he lives. He was born show Cornelius Nuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, keep going. Whatever, Laura appears outside of Laura's pad. And basically, friggin' Laura slash Vanity, like, he meets her and apologizes for not talking, whatever. And then they go on a drive to the studio, and they have an awkward conversation in the car. And basically, hey. It's a long car ride, too. Whatever. Like, Leroy does have feelings for Laura slash Vanity. Like, this is he a fact. He literally does the whole, um, I have, have a the friend. friend. <laughs> like, what He tells the me about fuck? paintbrushes and moves. He's like, yes. Of uh, something like the art of making love or making love or whatever, and then Vanny's like, just, oh, and then Vanny's like, ah. I'd like to show you some moves, Leroy. Oh, oh. and he's like, oh, oh no, it's for my friend. Oh no, it's for my friend. <laughs> like, whatever you say, whatever you say. <laughs> and we're putting too much life in like Vanny's acting too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they drive to Seventh Heaven. And we were talking about Bruce Lee earlier. I know there's a well, scene. Well, first we got Richie and his geeks are yes. outside hanging out with a friggin' like boombox. And Richie's explaining, like, you know what? I'm going to have this rap. She, Laura's going to listen to it. It's going to melt her heart like butter and she's going to be all mine. It's like, sure, you nine year old kid. Sure. <laughs> so, whatever. Then Leroy and Laura are in the Seventh Heaven studio. And God, there's a god awful song playing to describe what Leroy must do. Give me a second. <sighs> But basically, you know what's like here. Basically, there's she starts playing a music video, and Bruce Lee's on there. And then you see Leroy Green start marking out. It's like, oh my god, it's Bruce Lee. Yes, and what what happens next is literally. I think it Here's might actually thing. be this song was fucking horrible. Actually, the chorus hook isn't the, the worst. The chorus, but the- it's this shit. Hold it, at listeners. Oh yeah, no, I know what this you mean. Bad rap when it starts. When this shit hits. 
So yeah, whatever. The fuck! It's so bad! Ah! And then, like, you see, like, Leroy's getting down, it's like... And then it sounds like more staying the time right here. Well, you have to understand, Prince... Ooh, my jungle love! Wait. Oh, we, oh, we, oh. You have to remember, everyone was ripping off Prince at this point, especially Motown Records. Like, oh, yeah. oh, we, oh, we, oh, <laughs> oh, yo, yo. So, yeah, we got freaking more stay in the time playing with a bad rap. And they literally were get the power and up the glow. And it's like, so more, so more stay in the news are fucking playing this song. <clears throat> and it's to clips of Bruce Lee being a fucking god. And Leroy's it's getting just Leroy marking. hype. He's marking out. He's, he's doing what? He's doing like the move. He's trying to emulate Bruce Lee's moves. Like what? And then, like I presume that Laura made Laura slash Vanity made this video because she would know this would lure him into like a very like yes lure down his guard because eventually he's like all happy and then eventually Vanity's just like fuck this subtlety shit. She's and like up she, all close, <laughs> trying to snuggle up with them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I remember first. I'm like basically uh Leroy's marking out Laurie gets horned out on Leroy being a mark and then basically first time watching this I was cringing but then you see a shot of Bruce Lee where he's like kissing a lady and then freaking like Leroy's sitting there and is like screw it my like hero's doing it I'll kiss the lady right here and then yeah they start like kissing and stuff and I'm yes. just sitting <clears throat> And Laura first goes in for a kiss, yes. and Leora is reluctant. But then she, then there's a shot of Bruce Lee kissing a lady, and then <laughs> Leora starts ma sucking mad face. I forgot about the yeah. He didn't even ki he kissed Vanity because Bruce Lee uh, subli subliminally told him so. Yes, by Laura's planning. <laughs> by Laura's planning. Laura's yes. doing a lot for this friggin' weird like friggin' soft when did she? Geek. How did when and how did she put that video package together? I don't know. <laughs> Video editing. Got the glow. You got the glow. Oh, God. That was horrible. Whatever. But then we get, like, we see Richie. He snuck in, and then you just see him, like, they're making out. He catches that they're making out. And, and he's, he like, gets upset. Yes. He's he like, really thought he had a chance with her. He's like, that guy don't know what he know what to do with. What is, what is she <laughs> seeing him? I'm like, well, one, he's not fucking nine, and he's a geek, but he's at least nicer. Yeah, but he also whips ass. And he whips ass. He saved her life twice. Literally, there is no personality redeeming fact thing for freaking for freaking Leroy Green, other than he has the ability to whip ass, and she whip has ass. saved it, saved her on two occasions. Yes. So yeah, basically, then freaking like. They're like sucking face, and then freaking Leroy see catches a scene from the Chinese Connection. He's like, "Whoa, it's the Chinese Connection!" And then sitting there, like, there's a shot of Bruce Lee's character, like, disguise himself to get into the evil person's lair. He's like, "Oh, he disguised himself to get into the person's lair." Wait, I have an idea. And then, drink, everyone. Leroy bounces out, and Vanity is so mad. She she like crosses oh, her. God oh. dang it, Bruce! Yeah, she like crosses her arms. She's like, 
Thanks a lot, Bruce. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Bruce. It's like, what'd you suspect? Listen, if Bru- anything, it's like, what are you doing, Manny? It's like, fuck you. Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee's a dragon from even from beyond the grave. His ass kicking knows no bounds. And he inspired Bruce Leroy to go kick some ass. Whatever. Then Richie appears again. He starts, like, interacting with Laura from a distance. Like, what are you seeing him? And then Eddie appears and kidnaps Laura again. <laughs> Three times, everybody. So we're back with the jive-talking Asians again. <laughs> and Leor is outside with the pizza, <clears throat> disguised himself, and he's trying to, like, get in the zone. He's like, hey, what's going on, bro? No, I'm like, hey, what's going on, bro? You know. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> and then basically, they cra- basically, the jive Asians crack open the door, and then he just tries to, like, hey, how's it going, my brother? I'm here with some bean sprout pizza. And he's like, Nelson's like, what? Bean sprout pizza? <laughs> what is this guy on? And he tries to smooth talk, but it fails. And then, then they're like sitting there. He's like, you know what, man? You got style and stuff. You're like, you know, you know how to shoot craps? Was it the part where they try to also make him smoke weed and drink like friggin' like $2 wine too? Yeah, yeah. That, that happens, uh, I think, after the craps. Is that before or after the hopscotch? I think this is like, whatever. Basically... Leroy says he can shoot craps. Now yes. we get. Now we go to a shot of Angela appearing at Leroy's studio, and then Johnny jumps out of no. There's a Johnny jump scare, and I wrote down, "God, this scene is cringe" because you have Johnny trying to interact with Angela, and they're both wacky characters. Yes, and not in the good way. But basically, Angela warns, "Tell Leroy not to go to." I don't know why I'm trying to sound like Leroy. It's like warns her. Basically, Angela warns. Johnny to tell Leroy. Johnny, not- you must tell Leroy to not go to Seventh Heaven. Johnny, you must. You gotta tell Leroy he can't go to Seventh Heaven. Eddie's like, Eddie's like serious and stuff. He's got like a whole trap and everything. <laughs> Don't tell him to go to Seventh Heaven. So whatever. At the studio, Eddie takes control of like the boards and stuff, and then basically he's just like sitting there, like, yes, I'm gonna show up, show businesses and all this stuff. And then like right, then like he's like controlling the board, and it's like yes. We get the one song that doesn't fucking suck in this whole movie. So yeah, basically this song's going on in this vi- yeah video, and then he's sitting there, he's like, "Who is that?" And Rock's like, "That's Charlene." And he's just like, "She got a manager." I need you. Like this is literally like the <clears> one song I walked away. It's like this song rules. Everything else in this goddamn movie is pretty rough. Uh, not even the main song? You are the last track. That song could go on. There's a point where that song starts dying off. Well, like, it's good at first, but then listen, I'm sitting there like, been, dude, I can't handle it. Listen, it shouldn't have been a seven-minute song, but... This scene adds nothing to the movie, though. Like, they're just chilling there, then all of a sudden... What are you talking about? Basically, Eddie and Rock have took control of 7th Heaven, and they're kind of just fucking around with the stuff, and then you see Eddie on the, like, overhead mic, like, How's it going, everyone? It's Fast Eddie A. And it's like, (laughs) he's just trying to live out his dreams. Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna shut the song off. So, Leroy and the nerds are... Leroy and the jive-talking Asian nerds play hopscotch crafts. Whatever, some weird thing that Leroy conjuncted. And then Leroy gets a page, he's like... Can I please speak to the master? And it's like, oh, the master? Oh, and they, they're basically sins. Like, no, Lyra asks, where's the master? I want to speak to the master. He's like, the master? He ain't around. And stuff, he left. It's like, what are you talking about? And it's like, I have this to give to him. He, like, they pre- he presents the amulet to these guys. And they're sitting like these drive nerds are just like, oh, whoa. 
oh yeah they all check it out and it's like all right we'll take you to the master he basically leads them out then like one of the guys leads leroy outside and then the sentinel's like yeah this guy's a freaking geek idiot and then leroy busts through the door and he's like ready to whip ass he's like i want you to take me to the master now Take me to the master. It's like okay, okay. I don't want my ass whooped. Whoa! Don't don't actually emote, Leroy. Yeah, and it's like they basically it's like all right. This is some dumb guy or some dumb guy, and it's literally a fortune cookie printer computer. And then Leroy is like, what? His whole world like he's been on this mission forever. So whatever. Then Leroy runs down and appears at his old master's dojo and confronts him. And then the master and then he's like sitting there, it's like some dumb guy isn't real. He has a computer. And he's like, the master then tries to teach him a lesson. He gives him an empty fortune cookie and crumbles it. And he's just sitting there. He's like, why are you looking in the empty fortune cookie, dog? The master then tells him, like, <laughs> then like, what about the amulet? And the master tells him, dude, this thing's basically a belt buckle. Yeah. And then he then tells him, it's like, you're literally not looking in the one place you should be looking to unlock your ultimate potential and stuff. And then Leroy's like, I was like, I must go now. I was like, are you going on a journey too? To like, brought in your wisdom or whatever? And he's like, Sin is like, no, I'm going to Miami to go like, see my mom. <laughs> it's like, dude, Leroy is such a geek. Wait, now, Leroy's back at his dojo and he's prepping and stuff. And Johnny's trying to tell him, he's like, dude, don't go to 7th Heaven. It's a trap. It's like, they're wanting you there. And Leroy's like, no, I must go. And then like, Sin is like, well, and, like Johnny sits there. He's like, well, you know what? He does something where it's like, you know what? If you're going to go, I'm going to go. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're going to go? And he's like, Johnny is like, well, yeah. And it's like, do you need a weapon, Johnny? He's like, yeah, sure. And then Leroy chucks Johnny in the weapons closet. For and his safety. Yes. So now back at the studio, <clears throat> we see like Leroy up here. And then we also then get a shot of Johnny. He's let out of the closet <laughs> by this like young kid. Yes. And then Leroy then basically he goes to the studio and steps into the trap, which I wrote down. There's some cool shit right here because like he like walks in the middle of the like dance floor, and then we see Eddie on the screen yelling at him, Leroy. <laughs> it's like you finally come, and it's like all right, that's kind of a cool shot because like yeah, it's like whatever. Then the misfit goons appear, and then basically Leroy starts fighting off the goons. He's whooping some ass, but then he meets a guy that just body slams him, and body slams him. And body, body slam. slam. Yeah. Like, he runs at him and just runs up, body slam. Run up, body slam. Like, the same move. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Leroy gets his ass whooped. Whatever. Then Leroy's students appear and arrive to the rescue. And then I wrote here, whoever this guy is playing Leroy Green or Bruce Leroy, Johnny's Kung Fu looks way more badass than Leroy's. <laughs> and then we see the little kid that let out Johnny, and his Kung Fu is way more badass than Leroy's. Because Leroy's Kung Fu is just sitting there... <laughs> Looking all clunky and stuff. And these guys are just, like, most likely Chinese, like, circus performers. Like, they're actually more trained than, like, the Maybe. actor. I'm sure the actor's, are like, a legit martial artist. And, like, I'm sure when he punches you, it's, like, going to be legit. But these guys, for, like, visually on the camera, look way more badass and sick. Because, like... And, like, I'm just saying, like, dude, Leroy's a geek and everything. His students look way more sick than he does. Whatever. Drink, everyone. Eddie bounces out. So Leroy then follows, and then Richie dances. Like, Richie's also tied up in restraints, and he starts doing his dance moves to get out of his restraints and stuff. And then basically, Eddie lures, lures Leroy to a warehouse, and Richie appears to friggin', like, 
Richie then appears, and then Rock appears, and then tries to like hold off like Richie, but then Richie kicks Rock in the dick, like three times. Yes, and then one of like Show Nuff's goons appear, and then freaking like he like tries to stop Richie, and then Richie tries to kick him in the dick, but like unlike Rock, who's an idiot, this guy has like a cup. Yeah. And then basically he freaking chucks Richie across the room, but then Leroy appears and beats his ass to save his brother. And then basically, like, freaking, like, his brother's sitting there, like, Leroy, it's too dangerous. You can't be doing this. Like, no. He locks up his brother for safety. And then Shonuff appears. Yeah. He's like, and are you warmed up yet? He's like, Leroy, you warmed up yet? And yeah, opens the door, and it's fucking final boss time. So, yeah. Leroy and Shonuff begin their duel. And they're equals at first, but then, yeah. like, Show st- sends Leroy through a door. So yeah. he's, like, got the upper hand, but then Leroy, like, a true babyface, sneaks attacks his, like, more powerful, like, opponent. He kicks him in the head and sends him through a door. Yeah. And at first it seems Shonuff is defeated. Yeah. But then this turns into a DBZ battle where Shonuff has yet to show his true form. Yeah. And now he starts <laughs> having glowing hands, and then this turns into a Tekken match. Yeah, so what happens is his fucking... Is after Leroy turns around, uh, you know, you hear Shonuff say, Leroy, and then Shonuff bails and bounces, and then Leroy turns around and is like, oh, what the fuck? And then Shonuff shows up behind him, and he's like, yeah, done playing with you, boy. And then, holy shit, you guys, Shonuff has the glow in his hands. It's evil and red. Like, it, it looks like the fucking visual effects from Tron. Yeah, and he just wh- starts whipping freaking Leroy's Leroy ass. Leroy gets fucking murked. Yeah, and then he tells yelling at Leroy, like, "Who's the master?" When what? I tell you who's the master, you say show enough. Now tell me who's the master. Show enough. No, no, no. Leroy doesn't say that. Yeah, but yeah. show's just screaming at him. And Meanwhile, Eddie's on like the fucking balcony with Vanity. Yeah, and he's have like a fucking gun to her head and have her tied <clears throat> up too. And he's like. Having a fucking boner. He's like watching these two fight. He's like, he's like, you Whoa. ain't seen nothing like this on radio, TV, or cable, baby. This is an exclusive. He's got like wide, crazy eyes. He's like, oh, I love it. This is theater. Yeah. So yeah, he's basically getting stoked because Leroy is getting his ass whooped. And then basically, Show's trying to drown <coughs> Leroy to death. And then he just screams at Leroy. But then Leroy starts getting visions of wisdom. And then realizes that he has yet to look into his inner self for him to become the master. Yes. And then when Shonuff asks him, he's like, all right, I'm going to say this one more time. Who's the one and only master? I am. Not even that. He's like, I am. <laughs> and then Shonuff goes to punch him. And he catches his hand. Uh, Leroy does. And he's like, I Am. It's like, I and he's am. He's like crunching Shona's hand. He's like, no, let me go. Let me go. It's so great. So he turns Super Saiyan, guys. Yeah. Fucking he, Bruce Leroy, the first person to go Ultra Instinct. His whole body's glowing. And he even does like the, the whirling hand shit that Bruce Lee did. And he starts glowing gold. Yeah. And then basically Roy, Leroy whoops Shona's ass. And I must note, Shonuff's drip has been on point this whole movie. And it's sad that he's defeated. Yeah, he's not dead, he's just defeated. Yeah, so basically, Shonuff's defeated, but then Eddie appears and he shoots Leroy. And then he's like, oh my god, guys, Leroy is dead. Leroy's totally dead, you guys. Eddie's like, a bullet, uh, like a 45 will put an end to all this kung fu crap. 
And then basically he walks up to go check Leroy if he's dead. But then we see Leroy is alive. And he has caught the bullet with his teeth, guys. Which was foreshadowed earlier. And then basically then he starts whipping Eddie's ass. And then he ties him up for the cops. And then basically Laura's stage geeks appear with the cops and stuff. And then uh, before she can try to find Leroy, he bounces. Yeah, I totally forgot the right time. So yeah, Leroy bounces out, you guys. Are you drunk yet? <laughs> That's like nine times. Yes. That's a lot. So whatever. They're back at 7th Heaven, and then basically the shitty glow song that I played earlier is playing. And Laura slash Fanny is all sad, but Leroy then appears in the crowd with the robe and flowers, and he's trying to, like, scream to Laura about something. And basically she cuts all the mu- Like, the freaking show cuts to the commercial, and then we see freaking Le- Le- Leroy sitting there is like, Get... Can you please show me some moves? Can you please show me some moves? You, 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 when your impersonation of Leroy sounds like Trey Parker when he voices Michael Jackson in South Park. <laughs> Is there a difference? I'll have to get back to you on that one. Whatever. And then basically, Laura slash Vanity runs down and embraces her hero slash lover and then basically movie in. And I wrote down, you know, overall, a fun B, B movie. I love this movie. With some laughs, but definitely some cringe and some horrible music by Motown Records. <laughs> Fuck, I got to piss. So, listeners, quick piss break. We'll be back. And welcome back to the Dr. Death Danger Radio Show. So... So, I'm back from my piss break, like a long, long time ago. We actually had stuff, but friggin' that cut out. But we were doing, where are they now? You want to do a speed run of where are they now? Yeah, basically, so what I listed So, down, how about the homeboy Ty Mac? Ty Mac. Who played Leroy Green. Or Bruce Leroy. Bruce Leroy. Yeah, so, okay, so... Basically, he gets bit parts in movies and TVs here and there. And he, he does a lot of stunt coordinating. Does a lot of stunt work. He's prolific. He's prolific in like five different martial arts. So he's legit. Like Jeet Kune Do, Karate, Wing Chun, Hapikido, Jiu Jitsu, Taekwondo, and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So yeah, he's got great fundamentals and actually knows a real and martial arts. And he coordinated the martial arts work on Madonna's 2001 tour, whatever that means. And he still works as a stunt coordinator and stunt man in Hollywood. Vanity, I kind of just ran through her history of the Prince thing, which base, which which to summarize it, basically Prince was uh, Prince was her boyfriend. He had a band with with three ladies because he made a lot of music. Yeah, so he kicked out a lady, threw her he, in there. He, unlike some geeks, like <laughs> quick story, I watched Rats Behind the Music, and every oh, time they God. went into the studio, it seemed like it was the biggest trial for them to like write music and kind of like get some bumps. And it was like. What do you fuckers do all day? Did you just play the fucking same songs and just party? And then when you actually had to, like, you have to make new music, you didn't have anything? <laughs> I'm sitting there, it's like, it's like, fuck. It's like, this guy is, like, sitting there, like, there's, like, dude, making it almost hard. We wanted more time. And, like, the producer's like, dude, we have a schedule. Get on that. And if anything, I'm sitting there, it's like, shouldn't you guys have written songs as, like, time goes on? On the road. Yeah, it's, like, naturally... As in, like an artist, you kind of feel like you write songs in general. Sometimes you vibe and you want to write more music, or at least for me. But when you're some fucking cockrock dickheads like Rat, I think you kind of like had some guy help you make some songs, and then you just go out and drink your fucking brains out. <laughs> but yeah, so va- so yeah, he Prince formed Vanity Six around her. They broke up. Yeah, went on like, her own. Prince was trying to make her have the stage name of Vagina. Yeah, or- she was originally gonna be named. Vag- I think it was gonna be pronounced Vagina. Vagina. But 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 Vanity was like. The fuck that and so yeah then they broke up she did a lot of coke you guys yes she did and so some much other coke. drugs where basically her kidney 
She basically fu- fucked up her kidney. Yes. I think she got a kidney transplant. In 97, but unfortunately it came back in like 2016 and she eventually passed well, from kidney failure. It sounds about right, a kidney failing around 10 years, like what, mm-hmm. a couple years later? No, and that, actually, a- no, that would have only, that would have been, um, that's 10, that's actually just under 20. Yes. So she was most likely on the waiting list for another kidney. And most likely was on dialysis. But. Yeah, actually, she was. I forgot to mention that she was. She had to get dialysis about five times a day, and each time took like twenty minutes. It's pretty brutal. Oh God, five times a day, Jesus Christ! Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, she met. She met kind of a sad end, unfortunately. But she, as I was saying earlier, she remains an interesting. She remains like a notable part of the '80s, not just because she dated Nikki Six and Prince, but like for like a four-year period, she was just the Prince thing. Her solo career, this movie, she's she's a period piece as a person, you know. Uh, and then after that, I was talking about um, the guy that played Eddie Arcadian, you know. He, he did more B movie bit roles, commercials, yeah. and did like some other stuff. And he's got like some education, but he has got a wife and kids, and so he's like, good. Yeah, he seems like he'd be chilling. The guy, the guy that played Richie Lee O'Brien is kind of sad. He only did a few more movies, and his brother is the guy that made Sugar Hill Gang, a hip hop group from that started in like the late seventies. But he died in two thousand twelve. But they never found out what killed him. The interesting one was Angela by a woman named Faith Prince. She's got a big extensive Wikipedia page from things to Dieter, Dieter, theater, dance, um, movies, and TV. She still gets work to this day. Killer. Uh, then I said Ernie Ray's, Ernie Reyes Jr. was in this movie. He played someone named Ty, which was probably just one of Leroy's students. Um, the guy that played Rocky has a big Wikipedia page. Like, we're talking over 100 movie and TV But uh, it sort of sounds like, dude, if you needed a freaking typecast goon, he's your man. <laughs> Leroy's dad didn't do much, really. He just did some bit movies. His The actress that played Bruce Lee's Bruce Leroy's mom, though. Or Leroy. Leroy's mom. She's an accomplished, like, singer. She sang for, she sang for President uh, Ronald Reagan, George Bush, Bill Clinton, and she sang for the Pope. Killer. And as for Shonuff, well, Shonuff hasn't been seen that fa- since that fateful night in Harlem, but some believe he's out there, ready to prove once and for all that he is the master. And his actor didn't really do too much after this. Like, he did movies, like... He, he, is it he, just more like silly B-movies? No, I, I, I had his um, his thing pulled up, but... Yeah, no, he mostly he mostly just chilled. He passed away in, like, 2006, I think. Fuck. But, uh, yeah. Um, showing us, like, the best part of the movie, so... So, yeah, that's uh, where they are now. So, yeah, Last Dragon kicked ass. So, you wanted my review of Slipknot's first album. Okay, so, what's, quick backstory. Yeah, backstory. Painting the picture, we were in the parking lot last time. We were talking about tunes and whatever, and I was telling him, because I was shitposting on, not sh- literally, but I was talking shit on Corey Taylor, because, listen, I like Slipknot and everything, but Corey Taylor is kind of, is is pretty pretentious and i was was telling james about the whole like like 10 or whatever years ago when like loudwire and like uh revolver magazine and uh and like metal injection would always be fucking like Corey taylor here Corey taylor gives his thoughts on imagine dragons Corey taylor Taylor gives his gives his thoughts on the k-pop fan Corey taylor and gary holt from exodus call these singer from imagine dragons an asshole And, and it's just all these hot takes and i was like man it's and i was like man it sucks because i like slipknot 
all their other albums are whatever, but their first album, I love to death. It's great, and it's amazing. Their second album, Iowa, I know a lot of people love them, whatever. The third one's underrated, but Rick Rubin's producer production sucks. And then the fourth oh, album... I love Rick Rubin's production. Oh, you're like, oh yeah, he turns it up to the volume. Yeah, and then the fourth album with Psychosocial on it, there's other good songs, but it's not the best. And then their last two albums, I think, are all right, but I don't think are like are amazing. But that first album is like, it's raw, it's angry, it's thrash death. There's like turntables and rapping. It's got it's everything Slipknot was, and it's it's awesome. And I was telling James, I was like, because I think we were funny. We were originally talking about Sodom, I think, but we got to Slipknot. And I'm like, James, I you I don't give a shit what you think about any of their other albums. I think you'd like this album. So he was like, you know what? Fine, I will listen to it. I would, and you know what? I took the time and listened to that album. It Here is like. Go. 15, 16 songs. Yeah. 50 minutes on the dot. Yes. 50 minutes flat. And I'm going to tell you this. I got one complaint so far. Mm. And you going like, dude, this album's got like thrash and it's death metal and all this stuff. And I'm like, there was only sprinkles of that. And there's only one (laughs) song that had any resemblance to that. Dog. This album was a period piece of the time. It was nothing but new metal riffs. That friggin' bouncy riffs that you would hear from Corn play, or like a shitty band like Coal Chamber. The whole album's just that. I hear nothing of Thrash or Death Bell. So that's my one complaint. It's like, you're trying to sell me something that isn't there that made me mad. This had more resemblance of like what was new metal or what was like corn riffs or like what was kind of popular alt riffs. I don't know if like freaking like what like Rob Zombie or White Zombie is playing. Yeah. But some like groove metal breakdowns or like breakdowns in general. But basically, hey, do you like corn or like Sepultura's roots? Do you like those riffs? Well, this is what the whole album was like. But here's the thing. Out of that time period. With shitty bands like Cold Chamber most likely around, this was most likely a shining light and a star in that. And there's also a lot of, like, the noise or soundscape, but let's just say industrial bits with the turntables. Yeah. But Wrist Rise, if I was to tell you, is like, all right, I can tell you right here, these guys are most likely aren't a shitty band like Cold Chamber. I (laughs) listen to this, and I can tell it's like, all right, whoever writes these songs actually listens to other music mostly or like clown yeah vi- or like yeah basically i'm saying it's like they listen to actual music and most likely listens to what the shit they're making but i'm gonna tell you right now the thrash and death is well, not existing they were, unless, they were there in like parts in yeah, pieces but, but it's like as i said it's like one and a half at most songs on there <sighs> everything which just was a time period time period piece everything was just basically new metal riffs like it's here's the thing the songwriting it's catchy if you want me to tell you if it's intense sure is there also like clean singing that like vibe people that makes it seem friendly yes because if you're telling me oh dude it's so intense and all this stuff no there's still a bit of like friggin' like softness and catchiness but like if you want but as a like to be fair and open mind like basically i can see why slipknot became big because literally Everyone else fucking sucked, and they know how to fucking play what was going on. <laughs> that album. Like, once I was done on that album, I went and put on, like, the first song of, like, their new album, and definitely there's much more of a change. Because mm-hmm. you could tell, it's like, all right, these guys are, like, Slipknot is, like, you know, a big freaking pop rock, freaking arena rock level band. So that's what it kind of sounds like. 
and stuff too. But if you want that raw energy, that aggression, that new metal like late '90s, early 2000s aggression and stuff, first almost is- gimmicky. Here's the thing. First album, if you want me to be fair, it is elite album of like new metal and definitely was going on at the time. I can see pe- why Slipknot is a big band. If you're wanting me to be a fan of it, I'm not a fan of it. I don't like those riffs. It's not my style. I do not care for that. You trying to lead me on saying it's thrash and death metal is very little. Maybe in like like they listen to that and they know how to friggin' like actually take some influences, but dude, I hear the wrist and it's just a da na 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 well, to be fair, I never called it a thrash and death moment. But I said s- there's thrash and death and a whole bunch of other stuff in it. You try to push that on me, but I'm sitting there as like the thrash death, very little. Industrial or the soundscapes and stuff where it's like shows creativity, yes. But if you want me to be fair, like I was like, dude, here's the thing, that stuff you could say it isn't really original because there's like bad like bands in like underground scenes like noise artists and friggin like man is the bastard they've been doing that shit so like someone like me that like has a little bit more reference on that it's like all right this isn't gonna like push more but i can see to common people that was a creative mind blow it's like oh shit they like actually did more experiment sounds and all that stuff the album came out in 99 and they started recording in 98 so it's not like that they were the first ones doing that stuff but and like uh, in like music in general but i'm sure on like that big mass like yeah. mainstream metal and rock and stuff doing the Ozfest tours they're mm-hmm. miles above all the fucking yes, shitty bands they out are, there they are here's yes. the thing i'm never gonna be a fan <laughs> of slipknot but if you want me to give them credibility they fucking actually listen to music. They aren't a bunch of fucking trend hunting fucking wannabe rock stars. Like, yes. I can see they listen to music. Yeah, they're fucking wacky rock stars and stuff and want to get the fuck out of Iowa. But they actually make mu- <laughs> and But it's like, they actually make music that's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's like good to great. Elite in that new metal genre. I don't like new metal. I'm not going to be a fan. But if you want me to give that credit where that album's due, it's like, here's the thing. That's why Slipknot... Rose above all those fucking other bands. Yes, and that and that's like true fair because like one, they actually listened to other music and weren't a bunch of fucking weirdos. They actually gave a fuck. Yes, but that is my review. Their first record is the most new metal that they sound. I was pretty. Why the fuck you made me listen to it? Because I thought that you could at least that whole promo you gave on how like. You know why they're why they rose above. I thought that at least on a music level you could appreciate it. Yeah, I'm not gonna be a fan. I'm never gonna listen. To I was kind of hoping you'd like it though. I was kind of hoping you'd sit down and tell me. You know what, Ed? It was pretty good. Here's the thing. It's basically it's like, hey, Cold Chamber's good song, Loco. You know that riff? Hey, Loco. It's yeah. like that fucking verse riff. That same kind of style is all over there. But these guys go above and beyond. Because I'm saying, if they're shitty bands... They're not like, one note. Yeah, if they're just shitty bands... Because here's the thing. A fucking sea of shitty bands like fucking Cold Chamber, Slipknot rised above. And did better because they wrote more fucking catchier arena rock level stuff. And I can see why people get obsessed with that. The big single off that record was the second song, Wait and Bleed. Yeah. That single got a lot of MTV time. And then there's like Spit It Out. Was Spit a It Out, yep. And stuff too. But I'm just saying, it's like, dude. Spit It Out. Here's the thing. Music credibility, it's definitely high on there, and it deserves its place where it's at. 
what me as I said i'll repeat again i'm never gonna be a fan i don't like that style of music i mean like i said the first i'm not saying their first sound's the only good one and i'm not saying the first one no 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 i'm sure one i'm sure matters. all slipknot's releases there might be a weaker yeah. release i'm just but saying like, the first one is the one that matters to me matters the most well that's like that's what like, which could be subjective i'm aware yeah but, but like basically playing that style they played it like the most elite out of all those bands and obviously yeah. they've risen up past that i mean and that, yeah there's the gimmick that helped give them attention and stuff too but the even masks, that like yeah. the fucking gimmick and trunk like freaking like jumpsuits there was another band called fucking mushroom head mushroom head yeah yeah but mushroom head still sounds like that freaking same style stuff while slipknot has gone past that yeah and i have a feeling mushroom head don't listen to other fucking music i can hear that like you know what someone knows how to fucking quality control and most likely listens to other music. Clown. It's it's almost entirely all clown. Because that's the thing. There's a lot of those fucking... Sean Crover. There's a famous. lot of people that listen to music that want to do music, but they're kind of like in this bubble of like what's trendy, mm-hmm. what's trend setting, and they don't listen to anything else. Or what more? Because there's a huge fucking world of music. <laughs> yeah. And a huge world of fucking music. And then there's a point where it's like there's a lot of people trying to rip off what's fucking trendy. Bone Steel. Yeah. And don't listen to anything that's fucking older. I have a feeling like these guys listen to fucking music. Yes. All spectrums. <laughs> or a good amounts and know how to quality control what, and understand what can be good. That's what helps Metallica. They all listen to, to other music. Yes. You and know. there's fucking quality control. Yeah. Basically, there's a fan in there that knows what they like. Yes. It's not someone just writing something and what they think is good without sitting there. It's like, is this something that hits as good as what... I think the least. There are some. There are some songs I definitely feel singles wise that Slipknot. um, But as an album, straight up tried to. But as an album flow, as an album flow, and I'm sure what was going on at the time, Slipknot definitely stand above. As I said, Mm -hmm. another band like Mushroom Head that was basically kind of the same thing. Mushroom Head I've never given much listen to, but I know that they're not just a new metal band with turntables. New metal band masks. Yeah. A bunch of they, fucking they band members. Around bef- they were actually around. If I remember right, they're actually around before Slipknot. Yeah, but who did it better? Well, <laughs> clearly Slipknot. Yeah, <laughs> I said. And here's Dylan. I'm right here, dude. Oh. What the fuck are you doing? I'm like got this whole mic and rig <laughs> set up. Are you, oh. are you just gonna sit there awkwardly at the door? I was gonna say, are you podcasting? Yes. Well, yeah, we're almost done though. Give us a second. Let Wait, me pause did, this. Did he say he's here? Oh. No, he just kind of shows up. I don't know. I just want to catch his pop on audio. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Oh, God. My freaking yep. I really wasn't trying to lie to you. I just, what I said was there's thrash and death in it. Maybe I... Not enough. Like, uh, like to me, it's like, dude, there's like... I'm like sitting there like, there's no thrash, no listen, death, listen. no thrash, no death. There's no song, no thrash, no death, listen. no thrash, no death. Listen, and then like the way very last song, it's like, there's Chugris with Tremella tail ends. Listen, there's That's a way like, to settle this. We'll just go through their whole discography. Are you trying to make me try to listen? They only have six albums. Yeah, but they're like an hour long a piece. Yeah, they make too much music. Well, I mean, they're too long, but... Oh my god, boy. That's yeah. adorable. Yeah, dude. Fuck it. Oh, yeah, that's James's fucking Christmas present. Yeah, Hell dude. Yeah. Dude, he gave me like six things. This is one of them because fucking. 15 year olds. Oh. <laughs> Isn't it so soft? Yeah, it's fucking soft. It's a fucking soft and squish. All right. I'm going to give you a present, but I'm going to catch your like. 
stoke reaction on audio. Give it a yeah. second. Oh, shit. Hold the door. Ow! Ow! You just hit him on the door. You literally just bashed me with the door. Oh, that was right in his funny I, I was right next to the door. That was kind of my fault. What's going on, Eddie? Well, not much. We uh, talked about great movie, Last Dragon. Nice. Uh, and and uh, James, I, I convinced James to finally listen to Slipknot's first record. He's like, not a fan, but I can see why Ooh. people liked it. Wait, you want, you want, want you, it on audio? Look at you. All right. Now, I've heard Slipknot's first album is, like, really thrashy. It's like... It's uh, not! Thrashy! Uh, Do not! A lot of people are like, dude, you know who said that?